Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Sorry it's been a while, but we'll get back into the groove now with a review of The Black Phone. I have not read Joe Hill's short story that this is based on, so I'm judging it purely on the movie. I have a friend who's a big fan of Joe Hill and thought they didn't do it justice, but I don't know that anywhere have I ever uh, known somebody that was a big fan of a book or an author to be happy with a screen adaptation. I thought Lord of the Rings, Dune, a few others, those weren't too bad, even though they changed things. So I'm just going on the fact that I enjoyed the movie um, for what it is, and let me. I guess I have some caveats to that. So Black Phone came out in 2021. Um, I finally got to see it. I was hoping it would get a 4K release. Supposedly it was filmed in 4K. It is the latest movie from Scott Derrickson. He was the director of movies like Sinister and The Exorcism of Emily Rose. He also directed the first Doctor Strange movie. He co-wrote this with his buddy Scott Cargill, who he co-wrote many of his movies with. And this was something he really, really wanted to make. Matter of fact, it's one of the reasons why he left Doctor Strange 2 was to make this movie. One of the big things they're talking about is Ethan Hawke plays a bad guy. This I'm, this will be a fairly spoiler-free review, but I will get into some, and I'll let you know before that happens. The short version is, this is not an easy movie to watch. There's some domestic violence stuff and some kind of dark stuff with children, but in the end, it is definitely worth the watch. There's a cathartic satisfaction to the end of the movie that I don't want to give anything away, but I'm just saying it works within the context of the film and the story, and I was very satisfied with how the movie wrapped up, and I'm not always satisfied with a horror movie or thriller. That Going to that point, it's not that much of a horror movie. It has some horror elements. There is a axe-to-the-head scene and things like that, um, but for the most part, it's more of a psychological and supernatural thriller to a certain extent. And a few other things that I won't get into because that would get into spoiler territory. I would say if you're a fan of things like spoiler, uh, uh, Stranger Things, <laughs> this is a late '70s version. At least the way it starts, it feels like a Stranger Things. Stranger Things. You are seeing the uh, the kids doing what they normally do, playing baseball and stuff, and hanging out after school um, before the weirdness starts happening. So lots been said about Ethan Hawke being the villain in this piece, and he's fabulous. I think he's great. He plays a lot of the movie with a mask. Um, the mask was designed by a very famous special effects guy. Uh, the mask changes throughout the movie, and they don't really explain that. I don't think it's anything supernatural. I think he's changing it based on his mood, but sometimes he's got the top part off or the lower part off. He can wear it's a pretty intricate and interesting mask. Um, as a bad guy, I think they have made the right decision to not explain everything about the bad guy. We kind of know why and how he does what he does, but they don't really go into great explanations. I don't think they're leaving that open for a prequel, although that would be great. I think it's more, if you know too much about the bad guy in a horror flick, they're not as scary most of the time. So that being said, we know enough, I think, to be scared of him. I think he does a really great job. And the role, the child actor whose name escapes me, and um, by the way, it's been so long, I'm in the middle of setting up a new home studio, 
and I couldn't use my old studio. There's too many things that I have to change back and forth, settings and windows and things. It just became a real pain. So I just stopped until I could get to a point where I could actually record on the new equipment. This is a borrowed microphone, but a professional microphone. I'm running through my new board with my new cables and my new setup into my new computer. So all of that's working well. The levels aren't exactly where I want. I'm using no After Effects, no compression, no anything like that. Um, I might process it once I get it into my, uh, my digital recorder. But right now, I'm pretty much running clean audio straight through my board into the computer using an Electrovoice RE27 microphone, which is a really great broadcast microphone. So anyway, now that I'm back doing reviews, I watched this the other night and I've tried to remember as much stuff as I can about it, but I'm not set up where I have like notes in front of me or anything. I'm kind of just staring at a blank wall while I talk to you actually. So it's based on a story by Joe Hill. Um, that's Stephen King's son. A lot of it felt more like a Kuntz story to me. The whole idea, if you don't know, is that uh, the grabber is a bad guy in the late 70s and he picks up our star who starts getting calls on a disconnected phone from previous victims. They're trying to help him escape. Now, this could be an aspect of his, uh, you know, a psychological break of some kind. It could really be happening. You know, it's supernaturally. Uh, the wires are not connected to the phone. So whatever's happening to a certain extent is happening because he learns where certain things are. Uh, that he wouldn't have known any other way. Um, that just feels more like a Kuntz MacGuffin device than it does a Stephen King. But Joe Hill being Stephen King's son, he's always tried to distance himself. But what he does, like his father does, style-wise, is he gives you deep characters. He goes deep into the characters so we know their motivations and gives them good character arcs. I've read several of his books. I think a couple of them have not fared so well in their adaptations. I really like the book Horns. I think they kind of pulled punches on the end of the movie Horns and didn't quite stick the landing. Otherwise, that would have been a decent movie with Daniel Radcliffe. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty good. Um, it just doesn't end as, as well as the book does. And I don't, like I said, I don't know if this ends, this was a short story. So not to get into too many spoilers, but I will dance around some now. The first third of the movie is like a Stranger Things in the late 70s. The second third of the movie is the capture and learning about the bad guy and maybe what's going to happen. And the third, well, that's, that's where the movie becomes a little something different than what you're used to in a horror movie. Um, and I like what it does. I might have to do a spoiler review later to get fully into what happens, but the character and characters in the film kind of come to a place. And it's, it's not what you expect from this kind of movie, not the kind of ending you expect from this kind of movie, and it works. I think the whole project, I found the first third of the movie difficult to watch. It's about an abusive father and his two children. He's beating them with a, uh, a belt and things like that and yelling at them, things like that. And I just, I, that was really difficult to watch. And I'm somebody that doesn't have children. Um, I have dogs. I try not to yell at them because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, I'm that kind of guy. The second half, it was probably my favorite part, although I, I do like the third part. I just can't talk about why. Um, but giving more uh, uh, Ethan Hawke in his mask, in his role, it's more uh, of a body language and vocal performance than it was a, uh, you know, a stylized facial, what you normally get. 
the screwed up face of a, of a crazy man. We see his eyes and sometimes he's got kind eyes and sometimes he's got cold eyes. And it's, it's really a, an acting master class from Ethan Hawke and showing because he'd never really done anything like that before. There's some great extras on the, on the Blu-ray. Oh, and full disclosure, I'm a little upset that, that this was not released in a 4k release. Um, considering it was filmed or at least finished 4K, at least that's what I read. So I haven't bought the Blu-ray. I rented it from Redbox. I had a free rental. My points were going to expire, so I rented it for free. Absolutely free. I have no ifs, ands, or buts whether I was going to like it or not. Um, I had heard good and bad about it. Uh, like I said, I have some friends that are big fans of the story. They don't think it did just did it justice, but I can't... Like I, That goes back to the beginning of the review. I don't know too many people fans of books that were made into movies that like the movie better than the book. I do think it's a decent adaptation, uh, not knowing the story. I think it touches on some some great themes, some things we don't find usually in quote-unquote horror movies. It is not, uh, like I said, it's got some horror moments, but we throw around this term elevated horror and elevated this kind of days. This felt like a movie that had its origins in maybe a B-movie kind of story and kind of a horror genre story, but it has aspirations to do more, and it does more. I was impacted by the film, um, and that's not what I expected. If I watch one of these more recent horror movies or thrillers, um, they usually just kind of go by. I enjoy them. I eat my popcorn, drink my soda, and have a good time, and review it for a podcast later that it was entertaining or whatever, and, and don't really gush about it. I can gush about um, the black phone because even though the first third of it, the first 30 minutes were a little difficult to sit through, it's totally worth it. And where this this dark journey takes you is totally worth it. And I don't always say that about the end of horror movies and thrillers. Sometimes they want to do a plot twist that you didn't see coming, but they go so far with it that it's like, oh, and it's not completely satisfying. This was satisfying. I was very happy with how the story wrapped up. It doesn't need a sequel or prequel. I think it's a great story all on its own. Um, I'm sure since it was successful and made over $150 million at the box office and had a very low budget, uh, they'll probably try and do a prequel or sequel. And I would like to see Ethan Hawke in the role again, although it really couldn't be a sequel, not to give any spoilers there, but when you know, you know. So anyway, should you watch it? Absolutely. If you're a fan of Stephen King-esque and Dean Koontz-esque type B-movies thrillers that aren't always... There are a lot of Stephen King novels and a lot of Dean Koontz novels that are not horror novels, that are more science fiction or more supernatural or more thriller. This would fall into those categories more than just straight-up horror film. Bloomhouse made it, all that kind of stuff. You know, they do a lot with the budget. I thought the cinematography was fantastic. Uh, everything has that late 70s kind of soft feel to it. They chose anamorphic lenses and right types of film to make it look 70s. They do some dream stuff. They're people that see some visions slash dreams, and they film that on a lower film stock, an old film stock. That gives it kind of that creepy look that, that you got in Sinister when he did that, you know. But they did it even more to a, a better effect. It really... It fit the movie. It fit the... This is where kind of Scott Derricks and all his powers kind of came together. Um, I thought he made a great Doctor Strange movie, but I really enjoyed Sinister, Exorcism of Emily Rose, and some of his other movies as much, if not more, from a movie standpoint. And so I thought he did a great job with this. It's probably something he really wanted to do, especially if he gave up working on Doctor Strange 2 to finish this. Gotta say, it, it, it was... Uh, 
you know, a surprise. I didn't expect to like it as much. I will eventually pick it up on Blu-ray, but I do hope it does get a 4K release. Not that, you know, not that it wasn't great. The the cinematography looked great on Blu-ray. Um, it had good surround sound, really good sound mix. I've noticed in several of the recent thrillers, Nope was a big one. Really, really, really surround sound enhanced and took me to a whole nother place in these movies. Sometimes in action movies, they throw some explosions and throw some things in the surround sounds and yay. Um, but like Nope and this really did some creative things with the sound and and played with the effects channels and, and really trying to put you into some of those surreal places that the story took you. All in all, I was very impressed with it. Well, this, this would be one I'd recommend to own if you like this type of film. The acting was good. The filmmaking was good. All in all, two thumbs up for The Black Phone. Again, not one everyone's going to like. Like I said, the domestic violence is a little hard to get through, and there are some horror elements that will take you out of it if, you know, you're watching it with Grandma. She's not going to be a big fan of somebody getting an axe to the head right there in the middle of the camera. But, you know, if you can handle that kind of stuff, then you probably already bought the ticket and are totally on board for the ride. The Black Phone, Scott Derrickson's latest. I can't wait to see what the guy does next because he always makes something interesting and I think he's getting better. It looks like it anyway. Um, so check it out, The Black Phone. It's available now uh, on demand, streaming, and on Blu-ray. No 4K. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thanks for checking everything out. I'm ramping things up as the studio gets done. There'll be a lot more podcasts, a lot more YouTube. I'm able to take phone calls and do interviews through the board now. Um, there's a whole plethora of things I'm going to be doing with this new technology that I have in the studio that uh, we're only scratching the surface. I'm just getting it working now. So thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>